And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, hello to you on this sunny day where right now at 3 o'clock on the Matt Mosley Show, Aaron Sexton, it's going to, looks like it'll be about 70 degrees in the greater Waco area. (laughs) It's sunny and 68 right now. Uh huh. I am um, by seven p.m. tonight. It will have dropped to uh, fifty-two. Okay, and then uh, and then it appears that uh, tomorrow, Saturday, and Sunday, highs of forty, forty-one, and forty-one. All right, rain arrives on Monday. But the uh, temperatures will rise a little bit. But I just wanted to give you your weather report to start the show. Just a uh, gorgeous day all around. I was out playing some tennis earlier. I'm sure my buddy Jim Howler has uh, taken to the tennis courts. I was uh, Jim and I were communicating earlier today. Uh, Pete Souza will be getting ready to uh, join us. At 4 o'clock today, Pete's got a game this weekend. Uh, Aaron, it's UCF and Houston. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I would have just looked at that game and said, nah, it's easy. That's an easy one for Houston. But I'm telling you, these UCF players and coaches, watch out. They just jump up and bite you every once in a while. They've already done it to Kansas at their place. <clears throat> I would have not thought they would be a dangerous team on the road. But they went on the road, and they beat the Texas Longhorns in Rodney Terry, who last year took his team to the Elite Eight. Aaron, these kids did something that I don't know if UT and Rodney Terry and that coaching staff will ever recover from. They really did something awful after that win. That's right. They flashed the horns down sign, several of the players, leading Rodney Terry to through the the handshake line, get after all of them and tell them how classless it was and drop some expletives. And then he went then he went to the in the post game and said, you know, we tip our hat, and here at UT, we expect to win. And, and tried to kind of belittle UCF, kind of like, hey, we don't have to stoop to saying something to the other team. Now, I, you know, again, I feel like the time to talk or the time to boast about your character as a program is probably not after a 77-71 home loss to UCF. If they come in there and they whip your tail in your own gym, they, as long as they're not doing, like, any signs that are considered, you know, obscene or they're going to hurt anybody or, I mean, it's not like there were gang signs or anything being shown. It was simply the horns down. And while I think a couple of years ago they tried to police the horns down in football, nobody cares anymore. 
because the Longhorns are leaving us for the SEC. And, and hey, best of luck. Best of luck. Hey, everybody, all these new teams are coming to the Big 12. Big 12 is going to be fine. SEC will be fine. They'll get Texas and OU. Hope everybody does well. But, boy, to me, that is a bad look when your head coach. And, and here's the other thing. I never wanted, like, even coaching, like, a youth coach situation, which I've done. And then I coached a little high school ball when I was a, a Baylor student back in the day. Like, I'll discipline my own players. I don't need the other coach talking directly, other, unless he's saying, hey, good game, or saying something nice to my players. I don't think I need him dressing them down and cussing at them. Like if I'm Johnny Dawkins, I'd have a big problem with that. I don't I don't I do not want the opposing coach talking to my players unless again, if he's just bragging on them or saying nice things. I mean, when a when a 40 or 50 year old man, in this case a 54 year old guy, starts ripping in the kids from another team, it's one thing if you're getting on your own players. It's not your responsibility to go one-on-one going after opposing players. So I, I, thought that was a, I thought that was a pretty weak look by the University of Texas basketball program. Now, they may come rolling back from all this. I remember last year, Aaron, the Bears got off to a rough start, and they fought back and ended up having a, a nice season. Uh, I think at one point they may have been one in three. Texas is one and three. The Bears, along with several other teams, are tied for the lead at three and one, which, again, is good. Now, knowing what we know, what happened at K-State, that's frustrating. You know, that's uh, because they left one out there. They totally should have won and just didn't finish the deal. But uh, played extremely hard. I mean, you can never question the effort. You can question, you know, they can't, they couldn't shoot. But effort was there. Offensive rebounds are an effort play. That is, that's not, you don't get 23 offensive rebounds when you got dudes standing around moping about their shooting. That's, that's uh, your big men. That's, that's your whole team deciding to go to the boards. And if you're going to be known for something, hey, offensive rebounding is not a bad thing to be known for. Now, the Bears are the next team to go into moody the moody center at uh, in austin that happens on saturday aaron i believe that's an early one that's an 11 a.m ball game okay <laughs> two days from now isn't that weird aaron i assume you'll be directing and producing that ball game for espn central texas so also you're correct. a man <laughs> that does not like what's that also correct <laughs> yeah i you're not you're not a guy that likes to get off to an early start in the day, you know, and that's not terrible. But but for a basketball game, that is early. The 11 a.m. start is interesting. I don't know, I don't know if that's good or bad for the Bears. I, I don't. I, it's hard to say. A game that early, I can't remember them playing a game that early in recent memory. There have probably been some noon starts or 11 a.m. starts on those games in the past that were on CBS. Now. You know, I last night, Aaron, what would they put the big game on? The Tech Houston game on ESPNU. 
I, I turned it over there just to see. We had a blowout on ESPN, but that's NBA. That's understandable. You got the NBA contract. I, I get that. It's not going to – a Big 12 game is not going to preempt that. But then on ESPN2, Aaron, it was like – it was Australian Open. It wasn't even – it was live coverage, but they were just kind of bouncing around. Oh, here's a good match. Now here's a good match. Well, I'll tell you how you do that. You do that on the great ESPN Plus app. All right, but I guess if you're paying for the rights and send all your people over there to Australia, you or Melbourne or wherever they are, that's um, which is in Australia. That that's probably what you want to do. You, I guess you just want to, you know, you want to get on one of the main networks. The other one, Aaron, in embarrassing fashion, the Mavs were playing the Lakers. You got all the stars. LeBron's out there. Anthony Anthony Davis. The Mavs had Luka and Kyrie. Aaron, by like late in the second quarter, Kyrie still had like three points. Luka was missing a million threes. I think he did finish with 33 in the game, but it was it was a game at halftime. But, you know, at the end of the third quarter, going to the fourth quarter, I, it's like 100 to 82 they're down. They were trying to get it within 20. They may have ended up getting beat by about 17. I mean, that's kind of embarrassing. On a Wednesday night, for whatever reason, they put the game on ABC. Aaron, maybe that's a new thing you and I just have missed because we've been so focused on football that ABC has Wednesday night NBA games. It seemed weird to me, but maybe they've been doing this for a while, and we just hadn't noticed. But they did it last night, and I, cause I was like, what are they doing? Why is this game on ABC? And the Mavs just went out there and laid an egg. I mean, I, I, you know, sometimes, Aaron, when you get, like, like I, I can see why, you know, the, the two star, superstars, Dame Time and Giannis, because you got the unbelievable big man, the versatile, the defender, with the great elite guard. Sometimes when you have two elite guards, it just doesn't work. And, I, I, again, I'm not saying who knows. Maybe they'll get on a playoff run. But when I watched that game last night and against a pretty not a great Lakers team. That's about a 500 Lakers team. And Mavs didn't even have a chance. Didn't have a chance. And and I heard the I heard the broadcast talking about like uh, the Mavs have improved on defense. Aaron, have we just missed something? Who? How have they improved on defense? I know Luca is, is you know tries sometimes, but certainly not a great defender. Let's not act like Kyrie's a great defender. Like who? What have we missed? Like wh- when did they get better on defense? Like or. Are we supposed to just believe these talking points? Well, the the Mavs have improved on defense. I don't know. I didn't realize that. Now maybe there is are some metrics to back that up. I I also find it interesting that now, you know, the star NBA ESPN team is Breen, Doris, and and Doc. I mean. It's not, it's not, like, I didn't love, I didn't love Mark, um, you know, our, our longtime man, but I kind of miss Van Gundy. I really do. I mean, it's not a, because it's not, 
Doris is good. She is good. But it's just not, there's nothing about that broadcast that other than Breen that makes you like, oh, man, this is fun. Because, I don't know, I'm sure Van Gundy annoyed people, but I miss him. I think he was kind of funny. And I, I think he would get irritated. And, and honestly, him and Mark uh, Jackson sniping back and forth, I, that was okay. I didn't really mind that. Aaron, am I the only one in America that misses that? The three of those folks, or are you with me on this? <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know. I'm I hate being on the fence about anything, but I really don't have a strong opinion either way on this one. Okay, Aaron does not really care about the um, the ABC ESPN broadcast. It is is fine with whatever I they've. Just, uh, it's just come that up with. a lot of times, especially now with smartphones, and this is on me, but I know a lot of people do it, watch with their phones, so the announcing is just kind of background noise anyway. That's how it's become for me. And I'm not saying that's a good thing, but it is a mm. fact. Yeah. Well, I still sit down and watch these games and listen to the broadcasters, and, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Who's been on these? You know, since we're on broadcasters, I, I love the fact that we're getting some good ESPN Plus now. And for a while they were, I mean, I don't mind getting our locals in the, non, the non-conference because that's John and King and that's all, I, you know, I enjoy that. But for a while they were not taking care of us on the ESPN Plus product as far as giving us top-line broadcasters during conference. That has gotten better. Like, Ted Emmerich does a great job. I used to work with him. Uh, Pete Souza, who will be on with us at 4 o'clock, does a great job, whatever network they put him on. So the one thing I'll say, I don't love it always that you can't get these games on main ESPN, but at least they've put, you know, pretty solid broadcasters on all the games. Uh, so I do have to give that to ESPN because for a while they were doing some weird stuff. And, um, and, and by the way, you know, on all this, all the complaints and everything about like the angles of this game, like I, you know, I, I, when you watch games, you're now, you know, exactly where the camera should be placed. And, and again, that's all I'll say. And, and that stuff will get fixed in time. It probably won't happen during this season. It'll be after the season, but all the stuff uh, over there at Foster, it'll get fixed. The good news is it's a tremendous place to watch a game, and I would recommend, um, you know, UCF, Baylor, that game Saturday, that's a 2 o'clock game, and then they turn around and play Tuesday against K-State, a top-10 ranked team. I would, I would say... You know, right now it might be a bit easier to get a ticket to the women's games. It's it's they're a fun product. It's a fun team. I would get over there, and then it'll give you an opportunity if you haven't been to the new arena to take all that in. So I would highly encourage you to uh, to get over there and embrace that. That's a Saturday Tuesday turnaround, and the men will be in Austin on uh, on Saturday. Now. What we're going to do is 
we ha- uh, Mike McCarthy did his end of the season um, news conference. Now the Cowboys, for the most part, always do this. This one was a little awkward because we didn't know if he's going to get fired or not. So it 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 felt like the I didn't get fired news conference, and and uh, good questions and. He had, I know he had to be agitated because he, he, he had three straight 12-win seasons. And basically, some of the line of question was like, you know, almost like you're lucky to still have a job. Well, he is. He is. He, he easily could have been fired. But I also kind of get why he might have been getting a little agitated toward the end of it because I, I think he believes – that in most circumstances, other than the Cowboys, if you won 12 straight, three straight seasons of 12 wins, no matter what you did in the playoffs, everybody would not be on your back. But this is a different deal. This is a different deal. The expectations are higher. The quarterback's supposed to play better, and they didn't get it done. So it, it would not have been a shock had they fired him, but he's back, and he's talking. Let's hear what Mike McCarthy had to say and react to it next. The Baylor Coaches Show returns January 18th, live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco and here on ESPN Central Texas. It all begins this Thursday at 6 p.m. for the Baylor Coaches Show, live from Rudy's, streaming on the Baylor Athletics Facebook and YouTube pages, and right here on the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Did you know that a male ostrich can roar like a lion? Did you know that in Japan you can buy watermelons shaped like pyramids? Or that ketchup was originally sold as a medicine? Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor. I bet something else you didn't know is that foundation movement can often be stopped by injecting soil stabilizer into the soil around your home. It's true! At the Foundation Doctor, we have our own proprietary solution called Stable Soil. Stable Soil is a quick, inexpensive application that stabilizes the soil under your home. It's fast-acting, long-lasting, and puts a stop to those pesky cracks and sticking doors. Only the Foundation Doctor offers this revolutionary product, so give the doctor a call of the day at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. Attention fans of Hellberg Barbecue. You can enjoy their Central Texas-style barbecue, homemade sides, and desserts at their current location, 8532 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. They are operating drive through and curbside service out of food trailers parked outside the building, and their hours are Wednesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., or till they sell out. Customers can call 254-265-5387 for pre-orders. Hellberg's Barbecue full-service catering option is still available for your next group outing. Soon, Hellberg will offer sandwiches and banana pudding at the grab-and-go markets inside the new Foster Pavilion. The future of Hellberg Barbecue includes a new building, bigger and better than ever, just down Highway 6 from the current location. Twice named one of the top barbecue joints by Texas Monthly Magazine, it's time to try Hellberg Barbecue. Hellberg Barbecue, just salt, pepper, and a whole lot of prayer. 254-265-5387 and at hellbergbarbecue.com. 
It's 9.30 on a Saturday night. You're at the ballpark getting hot dogs for the kids and your debit card doesn't work. Lucky for you, Central National Bank's after-hours service is ready to help you get out of all kinds of ninth inning jams. Just contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening and we'll connect you to a local person who can answer questions and fix problems. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. The savings continue with the Start Something New sales event at Allen Samuels in Waco. Right now, get a 2023 Ram 1500 Laramie Crew Cab four-wheel drive with 15000 off MSRP or 2.9% for 72 months. Or a 2023 Ram 1500 Lone Star Crew Cab four-wheel drive with 12000 off MSRP or 2.9%. For 72 months, plus a special discount for first responders only at Allen Samuels. Come by, let's be friends. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They have financing options to fit any budget. That's any budget. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. King of the road. When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Ricoh, Xerox, Conic Minolta, Canon, Kisser, and Lexmark copiers and printers, we are not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 86. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. Elevate your lifestyle with a Baylor Club membership. Enjoy unparalleled access to our exclusive lounge area located in the heart of McLean Stadium. Membership with Baylor Club means you're part of a vibrant community where networking and forging lasting connections is as easy as a smile and a handshake. Indulge in members-only events and personalized service that caters to your every need to make every day extraordinary. Contact the Baylor Club membership or private events team at 254 710 8080. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. How is the Matt Mosley Show? ESPN Central Texas. You just heard uh, John Morris talking about the Baylor Club. And we'll be there tomorrow. Live and in person. All right, two to six. And uh, we always love it when the press box comes over there, too. So, But we'll all be around and doing our thing. And uh, J-Mo, 2 o'clock, Mosley Show, 3 to 6. Just stop by. We've got an unbelievable happy hour over there. And uh, some, some membership specials, kind of to start the new year. 
some exciting things to talk about. And you can see the show in person. And uh, they're they're got making doing some renovations, doing some stuff over there, some cool stuff that they have planned. <clears throat> so I'm anxious to get over there and see what's going on at the world famous Baylor Club. All right, Aaron, let's listen to Mike McCarthy at 10 a.m. this morning stood before the media, <clears throat> and it was a media that thought there might be a coaching change. He knew that. But there he was. Mike survived. Mike survived. And I think that Mike was in, a, in an awkward spot because I think coaches want to look forward to the next season and maybe talk about all the good stuff. But, of course, anybody, all anybody wanted to talk about was the horrible ending to the season. So he couldn't really look that forward or – and he and he didn't and he wants fans to buy in, but it's not like he's he stated made a compelling case, in my opinion. I want to let you hear this, and we'll certainly circle back this uh, circle back to this as the day unfolds in the five o'clock hour, um, and and hear a little more of that. Uh, Pete Souza from ESPN does a great job calling these big time Big Twelve games. Is going to hop on with us at four o'clock today. A lot of people have really enjoyed uh, Pete and his work, so that'll be uh, that'll be fun. Um, uh, we'll do that at four o'clock. Aaron, let's listen to a little bit of uh, Mike McCarthy, some of the questions, and then we may stop it and react to some of this. David, hey Mike, David Moore, Dallas Morning News. Had a uh, question and a quick follow-up for you. Uh, how would you characterize your meeting with Jerry yesterday? Was it talking a lot about you in a fifth season? Was that a, a brief part of it? It was like, hey, what what are you looking for? What do we need to do here? Uh, it, was a, it was a long meeting. Uh, I think we went uh, probably a little bit past three hours. Uh, we talked about a number of topics. I mean, the first topic was obviously the disappointment um, of the ending of the season. You know, went through all the layers of that. Um, then we talked about you know, pretty much everything in the football program. So it was more looking forward and, and just where what well, happened and then what what initially. Yeah, what I think I think it. Um, you know, we we went we went the the whole course. You know, uh, went back through you know things that we felt you know, may have factored and. Um, like I said, it, the, the, disappoint, the disappointment component had a lot of layers to it, so we went through all those layers. Um, and then we you know, talked about personnel and coaches and everything involved, so business affairs. And so, like I said, it was, a, it, was a, it was a long, productive conversation. I know a lot of veteran coaches in your position um, feel it's important not to, be, not to go into a final year to want an extension. Can you talk about working without an extension in this final year and any complications? That well, I think the biggest thing is, you know, and I've been asked this for 20 years or ever how long um, those questions pertain. I, I've never talked about a player's contract, um, coach's contract. I mean, I, I'm not going to start today, but I, I will say I am very uh, confident in the direct direction. Um, and and I, I like where we are, you know, as far as um, moving forward. Um, so I'm I'm very confident where I am. Clarence and Four Star Telegram. Can you talk about what the last few days have been like, and and for you and your family with the uncertainty? If there, you felt there was some uncertainty regarding your future, and 
Is there a sense of relief, focus, or where are you now mentally going forward? I mean, professionally, um, you know, this is, I mean, this is, this is what I do. I mean, so, um, and it's, uh, you know, it, it, it's tough, no, no doubt about it. I think when you have the opportunity to sit down and talk to every player, every coach, uh, that's what Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday was, and then really shifted um, from the player exit interviews right up to, you know, the conversation with Jerry. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, to say it's not emotional would, you know, I mean, of, of course it is. I, I think it's being captain obvious. But, yeah, the family part of it is the only, the only part that, I, that concerns me. Everything else is, I uh, have great confidence in, you know, who I am as a man and, uh, you know, who I am as a coach. But the personal part of it is, is a challenge. You know, talking about the family, and I'm sure that is tough on, any family when it's that public and everybody's speculating and wanting him fired and all the radio shows and all the folks doing what we do, all the writers. I mean, they see that stuff. They see it on social media. Um, I mean, coaches sometimes, and, and even players to a certain extent, will will stay off social media. Not Mostly not players, but coaches can do it. Their families can't. The families are all over it. I... Uh, so I, I'm sure that was difficult. I mean, I don't know what he's supposed to say about the contract part of this because, in a way, that's all Jerry right now has to punish him with. Is basically like, we're going to make you come back and play on a one-year deal. You see it happen to, you know, players from time to time. Coaches do not love it just for the way it looks. Maybe even the way it looks to people out there in free agency, to players. It looks like a lame duck situation. But, I mean, and, and, and then, of course, you get into the whole argument of how far do they have to go? Do they have to get to an NFC title game? We can say that over and over and over again. It never matters. Generally, they get to stay. They get to stay if they do reasonably well. And But this was a flop. This was an unbelievable flop. And it's going to take more than a, a, few, a couple of press conferences to get people to move on from it. The only thing is, honestly, fans do love the draft and thinking about who they might take and what they might bring in. That serves as a great distraction from the reality of, that they can't break through and that they haven't broken through in many, many years. One of the things you'll hear as we get more and more into this Mike McCarthy news conference today is, though, I thought that was an interesting moment. I don't know if we'll get to it in this segment. But, Aaron, he kind of – there was a moment today where he just said, hey, I don't take any responsibility for that stuff that came before us. You know, basically, like, it's the four seasons. And I understand that. I understand that, you know. Sometimes, because of Jerry and him being around forever, you know, we view these things as the Cowboys have had this playoff futility going back 28 seasons. Well, that's all true. But, yeah, Mike and a lot of these players certainly haven't had a hand in – they only go back at most – what, eight seasons or whatever, whatever, however far Dak goes back, which is 2016. But 
it's enough history to be concerning, even just Dax, from 2016 now through the 23 seasons. The 23 season, I should say. It's uh, it's 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 enough. It's enough to judge somebody on. And Dak will get an extension. He is a good quarterback, and they'll just keep rolling with it. But man, what a what a huge disappointment. Let's continue listening to Mike McCarthy's end of the year uh, kind of uh, wrap up as uh, Cowboys came out last night with the news, and Jerry had some weird statement. Aaron, that's another thing. At some point today, remind <laughs> me, and I'll read some of that statement. And I noticed, Aaron, you never know what's going to – my comment of where it didn't sound like Jerry, man, that got a lot of people stirred up because it, it really didn't. It was like, you know, we don't view this through the lens. Our evaluation of him is more of a holistic approach. I mean, that sounded like somebody else. I've never heard Jerry say anything close to that. So when I start reading a statement on Mike coming back, and and first of all, who who puts out statements on a coach coming back? You know, it's usually a statement if you're firing somebody. somebody. You're generally not having to put out a statement on the coach coming back. You know, when, when that huge news broke that Dave Aranda was coming back, I mean, I – I don't know. I mean, now, soon after that, I did have Coach Aranda on, and I was the first person he talked to, Aaron. But I don't – that was it, right? That was that was just Aranda talking. I don't remember some huge statement being put out about his return. It, it, was, a, it was a big decision. And, I, and I'll, I'll be honest, I was seeking statements – I was trying to get, you know, I wanted to talk to Mac. I mean, it was a big, big, dang deal. So, but but Baylor, and, and by the way, Dave has done a nice job. People were as as mad as they were and as much as a lot of Baylor fans wanted Dave Aranda fired. Like, his conversation with me, boy, that that drew a lot of, like, people, people thought he was good on that, despite the same people wanting him to be fired. All right, Aaron, let's listen to a little more of Mike McCarthy. Going forward, I mean, what, what's the mindset? I mean, obviously, you refocus this relief on where you are going forward, I mean, with what's... Well, I'm, I'm, I'm focused on the press conference right now. So, uh, I mean, I I have a job to do. So, and, uh, you know, obviously, I think all of us spend as much time as we can uh, with our family. So, nothing's changed for me. Mike, Todd Archer with ESPN. What needs to change with this team, organization, staff to get... Yeah. Um, I mean, Todd. It, I mean, it's still raw right now. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm still a little bit numb. Um, so, I mean, I. It doesn't matter what year you're in, the, the, the level of success you have. Uh, my experience and really my approach has always been, you know, that you're going to have changes, you're going to have adjustments, adjustments, and you're going to have emphasis. And you know, starting. With the emphasis, uh, there's there's a lot of um, things that were accomplished, so we want to make sure we can try to build off of those. Uh, we're always going to adjust, whether it's you know staff, staff responsibilities, players, players responsibilities, scheme, all those things, and you know, and then in changes is is really part of that adju- adjustment. You know how, how big of a change you need to make. So, um, you know, we're we're just getting started. 
What's the biggest regret from what happened on Sunday? And biggest regret? Well, not winning the game. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, we haven't. Uh, the coaches have done their evaluations, and you know, I got those last night. So I'm, I'm still working through it, and I've had some conversations. I'm going to actually, I'm going to a meeting from here. But yeah, I, I think the disappointment is uh, just not playing to your standard of of play. And I mean, that you go through the whole regular season, you establish a standard of play and standard of productivity, you know, approach and all those things. And you know, one team played to their standard and the other didn't. And unfortunately, we didn't. So, um, so I'm, I'm I'm very disappointed that in our performance um, and just not playing to to our standard. Joe. Uh, Joe Trahan, WFA TV. Mike, um, because the performance was so far below expectations and you talked that you got reports from coaches and everything, do you try and tweak the way you evaluate it because it was so far below what you expected? Are there any things that you could do different in your evaluation process to try and get to the bottom of what happened? Um, I'm not sure what, what you, you're talking about. You have a certain physical. way that you yeah. evaluate any game. Do, yeah. do you think, hey, listen, because that was so far below or so out of the ordinary for what you would expect, do you think about trying to tweak the way you evaluate it? You know, I look at evaluation process because I think the biggest thing is, you know, the, the way you know when I, you build a football program. From my approach, is you know you have you have education. You know, education. How, how are you going to do it? Uh, and then and and then what you're going to do is the application of it. And then you got to have a healthy, strong, um, you know, well-oiled evaluation process. And and from that, you have things that you put buckets in. So uh, and those buckets, you know, have goals and statistical. Um, you know, filters that, that, that give you direction and make sure you're looking at statistics don't tell the whole story. So that's not what I'm saying here. But I think it clearly gives you a light to shine on and, and make sure you lock into those things. And, 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 the, and the hard part about coming in here right now is, you know, there's a tremendous amount of emotion, you know, in, in all of us right now. And, you know, you have to get the emotion out of that to have clarity uh, in your substance of how you're going to move forward. Um, a, you got to learn from it, and then how, how you're going to grow. So then you got to swing back around. Now you got to educate again. Then you got to apply it, and, and and that's you know that's a process. So um, the evaluation process that uh, we're going, you know, we'll go through is. I mean, I, I guess you would say it's tweak because you're 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 applying it to different people. I mean, it's it's never the same. Uh, I guess to answer your question. And then just a quick follow up. Um, Will you go back to the to the Bills game, to the 49ers game, to try and find common denominators oh, for that it. kind of you know performance from your team as you move forward to the France? No, absolutely, um, and and that's you know and that's the insight that you know um, you're always is is always part of your evaluation. No, absolutely, the negatives in those games are definitely at the forefront of you know what we got to be better at. John, John Michaud with the Athletic. Mike, obviously the fan base is really frustrated. Yeah. Uh, what is your message to them about you know moving forward? Why this team can eventually have that playoff success? Well, I mean, you know, we have a, an unbelievable fan base, uh, and they have, and they should be frustrated. Mm -hmm. um, uh, we're extremely disappointed, uh, disappointed for them, uh, disappointed in our performance. Uh, but my my message would be this: uh, we, we we have established a, a you know a championship program. It's just not the world championship yet. Uh, we know how to win. Uh, we know how to train to win. We have the we have the right people, um, but we have not crossed the threshold winning playoff games, and um, and it's extremely disappointing to be sitting here talking about it. Um, but you know, I, I know how to win, and and uh, we will get over that threshold. Uh, I have total confidence in it, and, and that's why I'm standing here today.
And then with your the trajectory, tra trajectory you had at Green Bay, winning the Super Bowl in year five, do you see this program that you built here being on a similar path? Um, yes. <laughs> there you go. Uh, thanks, John. Uh, but uh, didn't expect a layup today, that's for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think you you build a program and, and and you continue to grow from it. And but the reality of it is, you you have to go through the you know the tough questions and and, and make sure you have answers. And and the reality of it is, this team's going to change. I mean, we're going we're going to have changes. It happens every year. You know, just start with your roster. So I mean, twenty five percent of our players will, will will be different than what they were this year. And that's you know, and frankly, that's part of the disappointment because you know we. I thought we had an unbelievable team. You know, I, I love the way these guys work, um, their connection and belief in one another. Um, they're very coachable. Um, I mean, when you kick them in the ass, they responded, um, and you know, and they love one another. They love one another, and and, and I think that's important. Um, so you know, the chemistry and so there was so many good things, uh, but we clearly came up a lot shorter than we anticipated. Not offering many. It's kind of like. Well, I talked to Jerry for three hours. We talked a lot about a lot what happened, coaching, you know, this and that. I mean, who in the world knows what he said? I mean, his one big moment a minute ago was to say, you know, I know I can, I know I can win. I know I can. I mean, he, you know, he kind of got <laughs> into that. But the the weird one that borders on something you would see on SNL is that line he just had a minute ago about, you know, we we have a championship program. We just don't have a world championship. <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, you know, I if I if I were <clears throat> and I'm at a lot of this stuff after games, I was not out there this morning for this. I, I might have had to suppress a laugh. I would have been professional enough not. But I have been in press conference where a coach says something, and it's almost all I can do not to just be like, because that, boy, if you're, that just doesn't pass any kind of smell test. To to say we got a, we got a championship program, just not a world championship. I mean, it's a. It's almost like somebody would make a joke and say that. But this is a head coach who's obviously kind of emotional and kind of, you know, put out. I mean, the thing is, he's he's back. I mean, I what could have happened is Jerry say, I'm not going to extend you, and he could have walked. It's not how this guy's wired. And that's not all wrong. I mean, part of it is I do think he wants a chance to get across the threshold, as he said. But, Aaron, I mean, it's just it's just funny because I keep wanting to say the words, turn this around, but this is not a turnaround. This is not a turnaround. This is a team that's won, what, 37, 38 games over the past three seasons. they got a good roster. They've got good, just a good enough roster. Now, you have to figure in, and they're not the only division that has this. They do get fat on some awful, you know, division foes. All right, the Giants, 
and commanders have pretty much been awful for the last five to ten years. I mean, they really have. Giants won another Super Bowl circa 2011. We're sitting here in 2024. They've been bad. They've been bad for about going on ten years. Commanders have not really done anything in the past decade. If they had, they snuck into the playoffs. They backdoored in with like eight or nine wins or something ridiculous like that. They're not good. So then you have the Eagles, who showed that they ended up being a fraudulent team and completely falling apart and losing six out of seven games. So you, 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 there you go. You get, you get, you basically get to go five and one every year. You're going to beat one, you're going to beat Philly one of the times at least. And you pretty much easily can go four and zero against the rest of them. So let's keep that in mind when we're talking about. Oh my gosh, he's won a lot of football games, yeah, but he loses to good teams. Buffalo at the time wasn't even thought. They're just kind of trying to hang on. Now I know now we're like, oh man, Buffalo. Look what Buffalo might be able to do in the playoffs. At the time, we weren't even thinking that. 31-14. I mean, they, it's a team that just, when they need to deliver, they don't. The one thing they could do was function at home. They're no longer even doing that. Let's do a little NFL blitz. Let's do it next. This is ESPN Central Texas. Don't miss the premier gun show in Waco at the base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. Over 600 tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Everything you can imagine, whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or military collection. They have what you're looking for. Visit their website, wacogunshow.com, or call 817-732-1194. The premier gun show in Waco at the base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. An exceptional experience and extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. Craig Cherry, Ryan Johnson, Mark Sigmund, and Scott James are trial lawyers with 100 plus years of combined experience specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. They have unmatched credentials, real world experiences, and a passion to serve your legal needs. The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients, due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. 
Steve Myatt, a Stiefel Financial Advisor, is a proud supporter of the Baylor Bears. Since 1890, Stiefel Financial Advisors like Steve Myatt have guided investors seeking to build wealth for future generations. Call Steve Myatt at 254-399-7450 to schedule an appointment or stop by Stiefel Waco office located at 1200 West Highway 6, Stiefel, Nicholas & Company, Incorporated. Member SIPC and NYSC. Okay, everyone, check this out from D'Amori Fine Jewelers in Waco. D'Amori Fine Jewelers now has their own diamond growing machine right here in their own super lab. Yes, you've always been able to get a better premier diamond for the best price at D'Amori Fine Jewelers, but now they have their own growing chamber. Yes, they still have Earthmine diamonds and a great selection of those too, but now if you're in the market for a lab-grown diamond, this is a game changer because you can now get them directly from the source. No middleman markup and only the very best high color, high clarity, and high transparency material. So you can get an incredibly beautiful diamond at an amazingly low price. Come by D'Amori Fine Jewelers on Waco Drive just past New Road and talk about your dream diamond that will become a reality. D'Amori Fine Jewelers at D'AmoriFineJewelers.com. At NeighborWorks Waco, we understand that buying a home can feel overwhelming, but our dedicated team of experts is here to guide you through the entire process, making it as stress-free as possible. We offer FHA, VA, conventional, and USDA home mortgage products. If you need that additional assistance to help you get into a home, we offer down payment and closing cost assistance. Visit us today at nw-waco.org or call 254-752-1647 and let us help you make home ownership a reality. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Five o'clock hour, we will hear more from Mike McCarthy. And uh, that was interesting stuff. Um, And, uh, you know, Mike was in an interesting mood. He tried to set the proper tone of, (laughs) you know, being kind of angry, being a bit emotional. He's happy to still have a job. But he's not, you know, he doesn't have an extension. So they are sending him into lame duck status. And, you know, people have said, for instance, Aaron, that Dave Aranda's lame duck. Well, yeah, except for he's got a contract. Not exactly. His contract goes for, you know, a few more years, doesn't it, Aaron? So I, in some ways, it's lame duck, I guess, but not in his, not in his pocketbook. Not in his checking account. All right. um, This is uh, the time we talk some NFL headlines. Huge 4 o'clock for you with Pete Souza uh, of ESPN and Jim Howler, also of ESPN and Baylor fame. Aaron, what do we have? As you mentioned, three days after a disappointing wild card loss to the Packers at AT AT&T Stadium, Cowboys owner general manager Jerry Jones announced with a 260-word statement that Mike McCarthy is returning for his fifth season as Cowboys head coach. The statement said that McCarthy had, quote, demonstrated postseason success, obviously talking about Green Bay, and it also lauded McCarthy's regular season winning percentage. 
in announcing the return of the Cowboys head coach. Sorry, I almost couldn't get through it. <laughs> I just, the whole thing just makes, yeah. makes me Now, here's the part that got me. Here's the part that got me, Aaron. The, the, the lens we use to view and evaluate Coach McCarthy, this is, this is according to the Jerry Statement, a statement from Jerry Jones. The lens we use to view and evaluate Coach McCarthy is holistic. <laughs> That's not, come on. I don't like holistic approaches in, when it comes to football and winning championships. Uh, it doesn't work. Holistic. <laughs> I that mean, mean I, that's almost that like means, a word we use, like in the church, you know, or medicine or something like that. You know, a holistic, you know, uh, approach to my, to our health or something like that. The the a holistic approach. Nobody. I mean, first of all, Jerry didn't say that. He may have signed off on it, but golly, man, if I, that's why Jerry. You got to let be Jerry be Jerry because if he's going to. Make this decision, this unpopular decision. Get him out there. Get him out there. Let the man talk. Now the PR people here are probably like, no, that's ex- that's the opposite of what we want. Um, Aaron, our listeners may sometime uh, understand it uh, from listening to us and over the years, the PR folks and the uh, journalists, aren't do not always have the same agenda (laughs) sometimes they have different things that they are seeking doesn't mean they can't be friends some of my greatest friends in life are are nfl pr folks and i love a lot of the college pr people i've uh, worked with over the years especially at baylor all right aaron continue moving on to teams that actually advanced in the playoffs the baltimore ravens could get a key part of their offense back for their game against the Texans in the divisional round coming up this weekend. Tight end Mark Andrews officially listed as questionable. Practice this week for the first time since injuring his ankle November 16th. According to the ESPN article, he made a leap and grab in Tuesday's practice and was a full participant today. The uh, head coach of the Ravens, John Harbaugh, said, though, that, quote, Mark is still up in the air. So, you can almost guarantee he's going to play this weekend against the Texans. Still up in the air from that leaping catch he made? I guess. <laughs> They're not fooling anybody. Um, he's playing. I was going to look, Aaron, just to see because sometimes I'm like, okay, how much of a difference would he make? And, you know, he had, um, I don't know, six touchdowns before he got hurt, had six TDs and had, a you know, He's a guy that gets you about four catches and 60 yards, doesn't break out, does not go over 100, but like against Seattle, right before he got hurt, nine catches, 80 yards. It's not a bad, I mean, that'd be a good guy to get back. And then in 2021, Aaron, his best year, 1,361 yards and nine touchdowns. Whoa. Okay. The, The man, the myth. Pete Souza. Uh, he travels around covering this Big 12 basketball. Let's get his take. Let's get his take on some of these things. We'll do it next. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. An exceptional experience and extraordinary results. 
That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. Craig Cherry, Ryan Johnson, Mark Sigmund, and Scott James are trial lawyers with 100 plus years of combined experience specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. They have unmatched credentials, real-world experiences, and a passion to serve your legal needs. The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients, due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. Every day, Incommons Bank strives to be the best community bank in Central Texas. Each of their six Central Texas locations have a proud history in the communities they serve. In addition, Incommons Bank offers modern-day services to their customers, including mobile banking, where you can access your account night or day, insurance services to make sure you are covered, competitive home mortgage loans, and free business checking. At Incommons Bank, you can open your new account online. It's quick and easy. Learn more at IncommonsBank.com. Member FDIC and Equal House. Lender. From our family to yours, La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina wants to thank Central Texas for voting them as the best of Tex-Mex restaurant for 2023. And thank you for the votes for the best of chips and hot sauce, best margaritas, best enchiladas, best queso, and the best tortillas. Making you hungry? Then stop on at La Fiesta Restaurant off Franklin Avenue in Waco. Check them out online at LaFiesta.com. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. Flinging a green and gold worldwide on the web at SyntechSportsFan.com. Elevate your lifestyle with a Baylor Club membership. Enjoy unparalleled access to our exclusive lounge area located in the heart of McLean Stadium. Membership with Baylor Club means you're part of a vibrant community where networking and forging lasting connections is as easy as a smile and a handshake. Indulge in members-only events and personalized service that caters to your every need to make every day extraordinary. Contact the Baylor Club membership or private events team at 254 710 Mosby's Land Management is a family-owned business that's been serving the Central Texas area for over 20 years. We're an all-inclusive land management company that provides services such as tree trimming and removal, stump grinding, land cleaning and clearing, mulching services, demolition, cleanup, haul-off, culvert installation. Give a local Central Texas company an opportunity to work for you on your farm, ranch, personal property. Give me, Mosby, a call, 254-749-1648, or check us out on Facebook. I'll treat your place like it's my own. Hey, Central Texas, it's Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. Next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or a staycation, remember Element Waco Hotel. Element Waco Hotel offers its guests superb combination of luxury and comfort. Rooms are big and spotless and feature an upscale, modern look and feel. Also have the suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming game. These suites include full-size kitchens and two TVs. Meeting spaces for birthday parties and small events are also available. The Circa Kitchen serves fresh chef-inspired cuisine made with locally sourced ingredients. The bar is a great place to enjoy craft cocktails, 
local beer and organic wine open to the public seven days a week, 5 to 10, and the beautiful heated outdoor pool and hot tub. The location is hard to beat. 2200 North Robinson Drive, just off the famous Waco traffic circle. It's time to enjoy the best. Element Waco Hotel. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is the Matt Mosley Show, Aaron Sexton alongside. It's 4 o'clock. It's Pete Souza time. I mean, it's time to get him on. He's very, uh, he's always, always in a good mood, except for when the Eagles bow out of the playoffs. Now, the only thing that makes the Cowboys and Eagles feel a little bit better is when each other are in trouble, when both of them bow out at the same time, okay? Misery does love company. Uh, Pete, welcome it, it back. Pa- it was pathetic, Matt. It was pathetic. <laughs> the Eagles were, were beyond pathetic for the whole second half of the season. I'm not sure what's going on inside that organization or the locker room or front office. I, I, I heard uh, from some of my friends in Philadelphia who are sort of sourced up that the team had like kind of turned on Sirianni, like that he just kind of lost the team. Uh, but, boy, I mean, and the same thing with the Cowboys. It, not only are we did we have real rough endings of the season, but it both looks like we're both we need to buckle up and we're we're stuck with these two guys for at least another year. I mean, Sirianni is still kind of young enough. You know, he's he's an ascending. I mean, who knows? He may get himself fired, but like you feel like there might be some things he could learn along the way. Whereas Mike, I mean, you know, everybody's asking him, "What do you want to change, Mike?" What are you going to change? And there he is up there today. Well, yeah, that's t- still raw. It's still numb. Okay, Mike, we get that. He did say today that they have a championship program, just not a world championship program. <laughs> you got to win playoff games to become even in the championship conversation. And I respect the Cowboys. I mean, to me, the, 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 the logo in itself is, is royalty. I don't care where you're from. And he's won 36 games in three seasons, but when you don't win one playoff game and you're the most lucrative organization in sports, I don't know. You know, the standard is pretty high. Yeah. Well, and the Eagles just went to the Super Bowl. I mean, so as as bad as it it feels right now, you know, that's something the Cowboys have not done in 28 seasons. Um, you know, haven't been to an NFC title game, 27, 28 seasons now. So, I mean, Eagles have been to several of those as far as like titles, title games, and at least playing in the Super Bowl in the time the Cowboys have not. So I they would have. say. Eagles have been fortunate that they've kind of dominated that division uh, in recent years. But I do feel like any kind of hold they had on that division is about I, I feel like it's about to slip away I, I i just it's just my gut feeling i could be wrong you know how quickly things can change in the nfl uh but but i feel like that's the case I, i've heard from a buddy of mine who works for the in philadelphia uh uh works in the media there and that i guess they're gonna have a meeting tomorrow with sirianni uh jeffrey Lurie in the front office and i think they're going to give him every opportunity to kind of state his blueprint 
for success. Uh, and if they buy in, then they'll, they'll keep them around. They're, they're not, they, they don't hire and fire coaches, and they, and they don't go after big-name coaches, really. So I, I, think, I think you're right. I think Sirianni having gone to the Super Bowl last year, and he's got a foothold there uh, with that winning you know, so nearly in the, in the rearview mirror that I think he's in good shape. Yeah. Well, and you won a Super Bowl. I mean, that's the crazy yeah, thing. Did. What, five, six years ago? I know it feels like forever ago, but, but again. That Doug Peterson. That was a whole different coach. You know, well, I know. And, and I know. Staff. Yeah, yeah, I get it. But I'm just saying, like, that when you compare the, the long wilderness yeah. the Cowboys have been in, it's, uh, it's, pretty, uh, it's pretty crazy. Now, one, Big one, 12. One more, thing before, one, one more yeah. thing before we get to who's. Were you surprised? I was surprised by the Cowboys, and I was surprised by the Eagles. And you've been around the Cowboys fire for a very long time. Just how they both got embarrassed. Like that, in the playoffs, especially the Cowboys at home, they got embarrassed. To me, that, it's just like not, it's not professional. It's not, not NFL. It's, that's college. I was really surprised. Well, especially after the Cowboys had been dominant at home. I mean, that, that yeah. started to really seem like a real deal, right? 16 yeah. straight home games. That felt real. That didn't feel like one of these kind of, well, it doesn't matter, right? But it kind of started to feel real, and and that was an embarrassment, and they couldn't answer, and LaFleur jumped on them quickly, and Dak had a, a you know, a long, faraway look in his eye. You probably saw it from Hertz sometimes this year. Again, oh, yeah. you can't compare yeah. the two because Hertz went to a dang Super Bowl, you know, it recently. I mean, he, he just, Dak is one of those, and, but maybe both Dak and Mike just feel like, regular season warriors like i almost wondered if if the eagles were gonna because of what they'd done in the postseason turn it on somehow well they didn't they didn't right they get embarrassed by baker mayfield and tampa a nine and eight team i might add let's not act like either one of these teams played great teams i mean they were both very fortunate to even be in the playoffs and they both got outclassed they both completely got outclassed i mean you're, you're right it was embarrassing and the Cowboys made it 48-32, and they love trying to get credit for that. I mean, Mike yeah, would, was in there with Jerry saying, boy, did you see how the guys rallied? And I hope Jerry said, you were down 41-16. to The game was over when it got to 27 to nothing, right? And, and I mean, it just – so, yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know where Hertz is in his contract, but Dak, you know, Cowboys will end up having to do another extension with him for massive money because they don't want to take the cap hit. And so, yeah. you know, it's it's uh, it just feels like m- more of the same. There are no – I don't know, maybe the – Support e- groups for us. Yeah, but, but again, you don't deserve a support group because y'all have had success. We have, um, we have and, I, and, and, and yeah. you're exactly right. Yeah. Okay. And I don't want one either because – I'm not really a fan, but I am in the media, and I get worked up sure. about it. I mean, I—it's the team I cover, and and well, that's you know, your it's job. just kind of you, you know, you yeah, gotta, you got to hold these guys accountable. Yes, from, thank you. You know, from the beginning, that's what that's what sports media, that's what media is about. We have to hold these guys accountable. That's right. That's why I want you to hold uh, Rodney Terry accountable for what he was doing in that in that. <laughs> handshake line last night now again you got to work with these guys and i get it i'm not trying to draw you off sides but in my opinion that you let the other you know if you want to say something to the other coach yeah say it say it that's fine 
say, hey, I didn't appreciate the way your guys act, whatever. But then to go through the line, cussing at the players, telling them they're being classless and all, hey, you're 55 years old. You know, act like a grown-up and don't act like a spoiled child. I mean, they got beat. They got beat at their place, 77-71. I'm sorry. If the kids want to throw a few horns downs, what is that? Oh, does that make them horrible people? No. Not, you know, not one bit. I mean, it, and probably the UCF kids just learned horns down last week. It's not <laughs> like people grow up learning horns down. I mean, unless you grow up around here. But the, most of the kids are like, what's this? Oh, horns down? Okay, this seems fun. So, anyway, I thought I thought Rodney uh, okay, look, got I, carried I, I away. Great, you know, I, I work with these guys. You're right. I've had awesome experiences with Rodney Terry, and part of which is because, God rest his soul, he was really close with Lance Planks, who, as you know, passed last year, and, and yeah. I got a chance to work with Lance and kind of get close to him. So, you know, Rodney Terry is a great man, right? Uh, and he's a great coach. Now, to what you're saying, I, I believe, like, that, that job comes with monumental pressure. And I think to what you're saying, and, I, and I, I won't be surprised if he comes out and says, hey, maybe that was a little over the top by me, right, that reaction. I mean, mm-hmm. you're, you're in that handshake line. We, we've seen some stuff go down in those handshake lines over the past you know, couple of years. Uh, and I, I believe also it's one of those things, when he did that, I thought to myself, I wonder how the big money donors at Texas are going to handle that. They probably almost see that as a saving grace in the loss. Like, hey, you're not, you know, that's right, Rodney. You're not going to do that at, our, at Moody Coliseum. You know, or you're not going to do that in Austin. I almost thought, like, maybe it wasn't a bad move for him PR-wise uh, because it's, like, something that they won't tolerate. Because yeah, you know how Texas is. They're Texas. Yeah. They're so great. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, but I was surprised. I, I was uh, you know, UCF, man. I mean, they beat Kansas, right? They, they, they played with BYU and Provo. And, you know, I got them tomorrow or Saturday. They're going to be in Houston. Uh, and Johnny Dawkins, they're playing well. They're 2-2. Two and two. I don't think yeah. anybody saw that coming. I, you know, you look at the, the Big 12 and just the gauntlet that it is. I don't think, I don't think anybody saw, uh, you know, the opportunity of, for UCF to come out and emerge. But so far, so good. They play great D. Uh, and and they're off to a really good start. I, I want to see uh, Pete Souza what you think of the environment at Houston. I you know Mac Rhodes played a big role in spearheading that arena. Um, is that a renovation or was that a? Because <clears throat> it used to yeah, be Hall Fines Center. I, I think Petita it's a renovation. Center. I'll find out more. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'll, I think I, it could be brand new. And, and forgive me for not knowing that. I should. I, I think he did. I think. I think they did just uh, do a whole new arena. Some of these things well, like TCU know, and uh, yeah. and SMU, they renovated it, right? Yeah. You hear Kelvin Sampson. So I've been doing my research, right, and listening to a lot of Kelvin Sampson and reading a lot. you got to give Mac Rhodes credit, man. When he talks about the, the program that they built there uh, and, you know, the new practice facility and all the bells and whistles that have come with being a top ten program, which they are now perennially, uh, he mentions Mac Rhodes' name a lot. Kelvin Sampson does, and just the fact that the, the the administration and the powers that be at Houston gave Kelvin Sampson the opportunity. They hadn't won an NCAA tournament game in like 36 years, up until uh, 2017. I did not know the drought was that long because we all go back to like 
the guy V days, you know, and they were just, I remember that as a kid, five slam pajama and the rich tradition mm-hmm. there. Uh, and the, the fact that they've been able to get it back uh, and, you know, he, but, but, but Kelvin Sampson talks about the environment there and how much of an advantage they have. He also talks about how this year they're coming out of the American conference and it's going to be a much different, it already is right. A much different envir- mm-hmm. environment for them. He's like, Hey, we're going to lose. Uh, and that's a whole thing for, for, players to understand now they won last night handily over texas tech and your buddy graham mccaslin who's doing a heck of a job at texas tech so far Mm -hmm. i'm wondering kansas u of h baylor k-state tech tcu has i mean honestly they took they gave kansas all they wanted you know they've had some good moments yeah they beat houston at their play at, at ntcu um from what you've seen, and in addition to calling these games, then you kind of get ready for the games, so you do get to watch a lot of these games. And, boy, ESPN Plus, part of the reason it's a nice product is because those games are archived, right? And you can go back. And yeah. I'm sure you can get access to anything you want from ESPN, but that's kind of nice, for at least for fans and media uh, like myself. I can go back and you know watch these games archived and, and, and see it's these awesome. games. Big 12 now, Big 12 now on ESPN Plus, you know, it is awesome. The access is awesome. The quality of the games, just, you know, you know, because it's not the Big 12 now, ESPN Plus, that's the ESPN deal. It's not like a, a school deal. Um, they put a, a lot into it, and they're great. Those, the games are great. And, uh, you know, it's just like a game on ESPN2. Like, for me, I'll do a game on ESPN2 one day, and then you're doing one on Big 12 now, ESPN Plus. But you're right. The archives are amazing. It's worth getting that app. That yeah. app is awesome. Yeah, boy, plug there for you as you go around. I'll appreciate that. <laughs> tell it. Tell tell my old friends in Bristol that. Now, of those of those teams, especially those one loss teams, Baylor should be four and zero. By the way, that was they really left one on the table the other night. But anyway, yeah. bunch bunch of people tied at three and one. You still give Kansas the edge right now, or? Do you kind of have and the U of H has lost two games as you noted, but I, I do you I mean there's but they still remain number five in the country. When you start to kind of break it down from what you've seen early, I I mean K State will be fine and they'll be good, but they're not great right now. And Baylor totally yeah. should have beaten them the other night. TCU is going to be really good at home, struggle on the road at times. Same with Tech, um, same with a lot of these teams. Quite honestly. Do Kansas and U of H, in your mind, kind of sep- separate in a separate category right now from the rest I, I of the do. conference? I, I think Kansas separates themselves from everybody, and here's why. They have retention of players and the addition of Hunter Dickinson, who's a monster, but they bring back Kevin McCullough. They have Dewan Harris Jr., K.J. Adams. Mm-hmm. And you don't, get, you don't get that kind of retention anymore, really, in college basketball. So to bring those guys back and also to have Bill Self, and also when you think – there's sort of a chip on the shoulder of the Jayhawks when they didn't have the opportunity to go to the tournament last year with Bill Self. I think that would have been much different had they. I think that they they have they will have some tricks up their sleeve uh, when we get here towards March that some of the other programs may not have. I think Baylor's in that category where they might have some tricks too. Houston, it's fine. I'm so interested to see how they handle the night in and night out grind of the Big 12 and how they end up at the end of the season. I mean, you know, the American Conference, they were cruising through. They they were 36-6 and six in, the, in the American Conference over the past three years, right? They've already lost two conference games 
uh, you know, like in this one year. So it's, it's something that I think Houston will have to fight through, uh, the rigors of the Big 12. I, and I think if you're going to do it, you might as well do it with Kelvin Sampson. He's one of the best coaches in America. His ability yeah. to psychologically get those guys ready uh, is second to any, any no coach in this country. Yeah. Oh, Aaron, the guy, you know, you that calls you, Aaron Sexton on our show, connected to that program. He's got family members in that U of H program. So we've got we've got well, all kinds of connections. One thing about U of H and, and, yeah. and Aaron knows this well. The one thing, you know, Samson calls his assistant coaches like this secret sauce. And he you know, where other or Baylor, you could say, right? They they have built a family there. It's legit, you know. Um, you know, people talk about culture. When it's right in front of you, you know what it is. Like Ray J. Dennis said that about Baylor, and that's true. You know, and he said that when they were recruiting him. I think Houston is the same thing. I mean, you go down the line. These coaches have been together for so long, Kelvin Sampson and his assistants, and he's got his son working in the, in, the, in the program, who's a great coach. His daughter is there. Like, their family is so connected to that program. It is a family. Like, that Houston basketball program is a family, and I think yeah. that that's a wild card that hopefully can – for Kelvin Sampson set them apart. All right, Pete, this, our time always flies by because I enjoy it so much, and, of course, we talk so much NFL, so let's do yeah. it again soon. Jim Howler, the the legend himself, Jim. is waiting in the wings, so we got to – Oh, well, let me, yes. let, me, let me step aside. Let me step aside. All right, tell, tell Coach I said what's up. I'll uh, I'll let him know, and, uh, and great to visit with you. Safe travels to Houston not too far of a drive for you, and, and work in some kind of fun space stuff. You know, when the when those two uh, – You got it. Yeah, yeah, because they, they argue over who's really Space City, right? Who's the who's the true rocket town sort of deal, and, and uh, so that's kind of a, a fun little rivalry that's emerged. So keep that in mind if you need any filler, okay? You got it. And, and if uh, Johnny Dawkins asked me how to stop a Houston basketball team, I'll tell him Jim Haller's on the line. He could stop Fly Slam and Jamma. So maybe he could maybe do it. I'm giving, I am giving you a horns down as we speak, okay? <laughs> Appreciate you. All right, Matt. Take it easy, man. All right. Pete Souza on the Matt Mosley Show. Jim Haller, former uh, Baylor basketball coach and the great ESPN analyst, joins us next. Baylor Bear Basketball, all season long, here on ESPN Central Texas. It's the Bears and the Longhorns in Austin on Saturday, 10.30 a.m. for the countdown to tip-off. 11 a.m. tip-off Saturday. Join Baylor Athletics Hall of Famer Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris, for Baylor Bear Basketball, right here on ESPN Central Texas. Price plot number 132092. Eligible trade in. Quiet for full discount. See dealer for details. Save big at the New Year New Truck Savings event at Richard Carr. GMC Sierra is the best truck on the road with the ride of a luxury sedan inside a powerful work truck. Right now, save $10,000 on a GMC Sierra SLT with a 5.3 liter V8 and a multi-pro tailgate. Richard Carr also has big savings on over 100 new and used trucks in stock right now. Call now, get here now, or log on now for the New Year New Truck Savings at Richard Carr. Richard Carr. They have the truck for you. 
Hey, it's Matt Mosley. You've been sidelined by joint pain. It's time to meet the Coriel Health MVPs of orthopedics located right here in Central Texas. Dr. Lance Ellis, Dr. Jacob Battle, Coriel Health Sports Certified Orthopedic Physician Team Specialized in Sports Medicine and Total Hip and Knee Replacement. Don't let joint pain keep you on the bench. Get back in the game. Make the play call to Coriel Health Orthopedic today. 254-483-KNEE. That's 254-483-KNEE. Okay, everyone, check this out from D'Amori Fine Jewelers in Waco. D'Amori Fine Jewelers now has their own diamond growing machine right here in their own super lab. Yes, you've always been able to get a better premier diamond for the best price at D'Amori Fine Jewelers, but now they have their own growing chamber. Yes, they still have Earthmine diamonds and a great selection of those too, but now if you're in the market for a lab-grown diamond, this is a game changer because you can now get them directly from the source. No middleman markup and only the very best high color, high clarity, and high transparency material. So you can get an incredibly beautiful diamond at an amazingly low price. Come by D'Amori Fine Jewelers on Waco Drive just past New Road and talk about your dream diamond that will become a reality. D'Amori Fine Jewelers at D'AmoriFineJewelers.com. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Rise and dine with the Fiesta Brunch at La Fiesta every Saturday morning. Come enjoy family recipes made from scratch like huevos rancheros, breakfast enchiladas, chicken and waffles, or on the lighter side, avocado toast. And don't forget to try their Mexican coffee, fresh squeezed orange juice, or even a peach bellini. It's a Fiesta Brunch, La Fiesta, located off Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. Don't miss the premier gun show in Waco at the base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. Over 600 tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Everything you can imagine. Whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or military collection, they have what you're looking for. Visit their website, wacogunshow.com, or call 817-732-1194. The premier gun show in Waco at the base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. Did you know that a male ostrich can roar like a lion? Did you know that in Japan you can buy watermelons shaped like pyramids? Or that ketchup was originally sold as a medicine? Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor. I bet something else you didn't know is that foundation movement can often be stopped by injecting soil stabilizer into the soil around your home. It's true! At the Foundation Doctor, we have our own proprietary solution called Stable Soil. Stable soil is a quick, inexpensive application that stabilizes the soil under your home. It's fast-acting, long-lasting, and puts a stop to those pesky cracks and sticking doors. Only the Foundation Doctor offers this revolutionary product, so give the doctor a call of the day at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Oh, it is the Matt Mosley Show. Well, Pete Souza on with us. Now we have Jim Howler. I mean... 
major analyst at ESPN, <laughs> women's games, men's games, all of it. And, uh, Jim, I'm sorry, Pete was all worked up about the Eagles and uh, that loss. And then I got talking about the Cowboys, and we went a little bit long there. But uh, boy, it's then great he got, to... I was listening. Hey, Matt, I was listening. Then he got oh, riled good. up about Rodney Terry. I loved it all. It was good. Whenever you got Pete Sousa on there, you don't ever have to worry about getting to me. I love hearing the rising star of ESPN talk. He's great. Well, that's nice. That's that's uh, that's that's nice. And uh, Pete is doing a very nice job on these broadcasts. And boy, we always love hearing from you. That was uh, and by the way, Mike McCarthy, Jim Mike McCarthy is coming back. Word goes out last night. Somebody wrote a statement for Jerry. You should have heard some of the flowery prose they were saying. Jerry said that in the evaluation, he decided to take a, a holistic approach. And I'm thinking, Jerry Jones has never said anything like that in my li- in his life. So, anyway, a very strange deal. But Mike McCarthy back with the Cowboys. Jim, are you a where, – where do your NFL loyalties – lie over over the years because uh, uh, you're a you're a texas guy through and through but uh where where have you uh where do you usually watch on sundays well i'd re- much rather talk about big 12 basketball but if you want my nfl i grew up in dallas so i've been a dallas cowboys fan my whole life i used to sell programs sell peanuts popcorn when the Cowboys started in 1960, this is more than you ever wanted to know, but the old basketball coach at SMU, Doc Hayes, was in charge of program sales at the Cowboy games. And he had hired, one year I made all city in high school ball. He called one day and he said, hey, we'd love for you to get some of your teammates out here and sell programs for us. So, man, back in 1960, 61, 62, we were getting 10 cents for every program we sold, and, boy, we thought we were getting rich. So Cowboys have always been my team. How's that love... for going way back in time? And, yes, yeah, I'm trying... old. <laughs> I was trying to think if Doc was coaching the Mustangs when they went to that fabled Final Four back in the day. Would that have oh, been? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He coached Jim Krebs and all those great oh, players. Coached against Wilt Chamberlain, I used to ride my bicycle. I lived over by Inwood and Lover's Lane in that area. I used to ride my bicycle all the way over to the new Moody Coliseum and watch them practice. And Oh, yeah, but Doc Hayes yeah. was there a long time. How, yeah. how neat well, is let's, that? Let's, that... Get to, let's get to the current Big 12. we got a lot uh, to talk about. <laughs> no, I mean, I I like uh, all that, and, and I bet that was neat the first time you called a game at the renovated Moody because uh, yeah. having seen over the years the old Moody, and now they got a Moody Center in Austin, um, you know it is interesting how, how all that, uh, how all these well, things have changed. Uh, let me tell you that old Moody Coliseum at, at SMU. I played high school ball in there. I coached. I played junior college ball in there. I coached junior college ball there. I coached major college ball there. I've been through. Moody Coliseum at SMU for so many years, and they did a great mm-hmm. job renovating that. And by the way, you and Pete were talking about the Fertitta Center at the University of Houston. That's the refurbished old Hoffines Pavilion okay. 
from yeah. back in the Guy Lewis days. So gotcha. SMU, TCU, Houston, they all refurbished theirs. They didn't do like Baylor and Texas build new ones. Yeah, it would have been hard to downsize the Farrell Center, refurbish it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure, I'm not sure uh, how we would have done that. I used to go to that Moody, old Moody and watch you coach against uh, Run, Sonny, Run. Dave Peeler would have been shooting the ball for the Mustangs, and yeah, I was a little kid. difference maker. We won in those days because I had a guy named Vinnie Johnson hitting winning baseline shots from the left baseline yeah. facing back toward the campus. Oh, I remember those days perfectly. <laughs> I mean, you, that was back, by in then the you... when, back in the <laughs> days when all the coaches were buddies. Man, Sonny and Allen and I used to play tennis together all the time. Yeah. It was a totally different era, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, you had uh, Teagle by then when I was a yeah. kid, and and that was uh, those were some fun games over there at Moody, and they, well, they, they used get to rolling pack Moody there. Coliseum. With, yeah, they used to have nine, ten thousand in there yeah. for all those conference games. But uh, anyway, different times. What, you, what did you uh, think about talking to Jim Howler? That um, uh, well, I, there's two losses I want to talk about. Baylor at Iowa State, the women the other day. Now that was tough. That was tough because that the women's game, which you've grown to love, and you do a great job calling it. There, every once in a while, there's one of those dominant players that emerges, right? And it's kind of like the old days. It's kind of back when nobody was used to like a seven footer in men's basketball. Well, that that Audie Crooks comes out there for Iowa State. She's a freshman. She's six three. She's got, you know, her size. They, they, no, I don't even think the officials, as Nikki told me yesterday, the officials almost had a hard time knowing how to call the game because that, that's an uncommon. You see tall girls. You don't really see people that, you know, that big, right? And so that was a tough, tough loss. And they did, they did everything they could. I know what Nikki was trying to do at the end with getting the six seven girl in there on her letty. It's tough though, Jim, as you know, putting somebody completely cold and hadn't played a minute and saying, Hey, go play the biggest defensive, you know, stop of the entire game. Um I, I just was curious your thoughts because I thought it was such an inspired effort. They played so much better. But but that was tough. Tough to lose it the way they did, especially with some questionable calls and in, in Asia fouling out like she did. Well, it was a, a great game. I thought the, the Baylor women showed a lot of heart in that game after the disappointing effort at Kansas. But that Audie Crooks, uh, Matt, you're, you're on to something there. She is very, very tough to defend. Now, here's the shame about this. And the only part of this expanded Big 12 I do not like. We won't get to see how Baylor would adjust their defense to facing her for the second time. We don't play uh, – Baylor doesn't play Iowa State again this year. So I had the chance to talk to Tony Green today, and we were talking about the best way now to defend Audie Crooks. And uh, uh, certainly I hope they meet in the Big 12 tournament in March. But you're right, that young lady is something else. And uh, – I think it's going to be fun. That's a good young team, and they've got some uh, really talent there. So uh, they yeah. they lost. I believe it was last night, but uh, they're 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 really good. And uh, this Baylor team, what's going to be interesting to see how they come back in these two big 
home games Saturday and Monday against UCF and Kansas State. Kansas State, number seven in the nation now. Yeah. That's going to be a big, big challenge with Aoka Lee, their 6'6 center. I'm always lobbying for more for Yaya. And by the way, I don't do it behind Nikki's back. I When she's on with me, I lobby. I, you know, and again, she's the one at practice. You did it for years. You were people would second guess you, I'm sure. But you were <laughs> the one that saw them day to day, every single day. But it's just like, Jim, when I watch her, she does uncommon things. Not only is she fast and can shoot, but, like, her passing is not what you're used to seeing in the women's game. Not that, that, that they have it. Odyssey and others haven't been great passers. Nina, whoever you want to bring up, uh, Dee. But she does stuff that you just don't see a lot in the women's game in terms of seeing stuff before it develops and just delivering the ball like she does. So, again, I, I find myself just constantly wanting to see more of her and then honestly being kind of frustrated when she doesn't play for almost an entire half in Ames. Because to me, she's a difference maker. Well, I've said on a telecast this year that you can count me as president of the Yaya Felder fan club. All right. <laughs> That's how much I like her. I look. Yeah. Here's the thing about it. She is an energizer bunny when she goes in. But now, Matt, here's the deal. This Big 12 conference, both men and women, have such great coaches. You get into conference play, you've got all the scouting reports on every game that's been played. These teams now are defending Yaya totally different than we saw in non-conference. So they're taking away some of her strong suits and forcing her to do some things that she's still got to work on that maybe the average person won't really notice what's happening. But Iowa State, for example, was playing that zone defense, and she's really better against teams that are playing primarily man-to-man. So I I think you're going to continue to see Yaya a lot. But these defenses and these coaches now that make these strategic moves in their their, uh, scouting reports, it makes a big difference. Yeah. Nikki said she wished she had pulled the trigger on that three which I thought was interesting because she's really good at driving, but Crooks was down there, and it obviously altered what she was trying to accomplish on that drive uh, at the end of the game. So I thought that was interesting. Nikki thought she had an open three from the corner, and she should have just pulled the trigger on it. So uh, you never know. Let's move on to the Baylor men. Jim, that's a game you don't go into the game. You think, well, if you lose there, that's not the end of the world. But when you watched it play out, it did kind of feel like the end of the world after the game because you take 22 more shots than them, you get 23 offensive rebounds to their nine. So, and of course, you didn't shoot the ball well at all. But, but I mean, there were so many. It just felt like both in regulation and overtime, you had the game. You, you know, you're right there. The game's within your grasp. And both times, they let it get away from them. Um, you know, kind of for different reasons, but Jim, that to me, that was, that's one you'll look back on and maybe we won't even, we'll move on with our lives and maybe it won't be that big of a deal, but right now it kind of feels like a big deal because you'd be four and O and, and quite honestly, you controlled that game. And to, to me, you, you, you just, you outplayed them, even though you didn't shoot the ball worth the flip. 
Well, you're right, and the key to this thought is that if they had pulled that game out, they would be the only undefeated men's team in the Big 12 right now. So certainly yes. that's a haunting thought. But here's the thing. When you go on the road, look at this time last week, University of Houston was number two in the nation. Then they go on the road and lose to two really lesser teams than K-State, lose two in a row. Uh, they'll adjust. They have to come back. But your wording is for perfect Matt those that was a winnable game Tuesday night for the Bears in Manhattan be up by six with a minute and a half to go then being back up in overtime but there were really if you want to be honest about it there were silly fouls bad free throw shooting some things that can really come back to haunt you I never thought K-State would be able to beat Baylor with the number of turnovers they had but the key to all this, it's over. You learn from it. You hope you don't have a shooting night like that again. But here's the key to my thinking. As good as Baylor is, they're so perimeter dependent. They ha- All their plays basically are running through the guards on the perimeter. There's very little just true post-up action to get it to Misi or anybody down on the block. Now, yeah, they get scores on – putbacks and things of that nature but Baylor we saw what happened when they had an off shooting night there's not many opportunities in the paint off of their offense if they aren't able to penetrate in there off the dribble and that's hard to do against a defense like K-State but anyway the key is how do they come back now and play at Austin on Saturday now you're going against a team that's really reeling Texas has already lost three games Mm -hmm. in conference play they're going to be tight how did the Bears come back at 11 o'clock Saturday morning that's the big thing I mean I I just hope none of our players Jim flash one of those horns down I mean it could (laughs) that could send Rodney (laughs) into therapy my goodness Here's the thing about it. I think Pete and you were both discussing that a while ago. There's a lot of pressure in that situation down there, and I'm sure Rodney was upset after the game. I've known him for a long time. I knew him when he was assistant here. That's not his normal nature, but crazy things happen in the tense moments after a game, and I'm sure he regrets that. But uh, you've got to be a little bit bigger than the situation when those kind of things come up and uh, there's a whole lot of things, things worse in life than getting the horns down thrown at you. I can tell you that. Yeah. I, I, Texas people can't think of any of those right now. They, they seem to take <laughs> well, it. The, they seem to take it to heart, but uh, boy, the great news though, the bears uh, even that hated that loss, but wasn't that cool the other day that they signed or got the commitment from VJ Hedgecomb, I have to say I took it personally when Trey Johnson picked Texas over Baylor because I know that kid and know his family, know his dad. I'm sure you met his dad over the years. They, that's a great, that's a great player, and Baylor really wanted him and recruited him for a long time and didn't get him. But to be able to pivot and get Hedgecomb, I mean that's that's howler like stuff back in the day when you were bringing man, in all those let me tell you, guards. Man, I'm a, yeah, I, I, I did the TV work on the six A state championship game last year from the Alamo Dome, so I got a good look at Trey Johnson up close and personal. He is a great player, 
but Baylor just came right back, like you say, and, and just got a commitment from a player that's ranked even higher or just as high. And here's yeah. what's really unusual about this year's recruiting for Baylor. With Edgecombe, they've now got signed our commitments from the number one rated player in New York, the number one rated player from Pennsylvania, and the number one rated player from Arizona. Who would have ever thought that was happening in Waco, Texas, in a sport that's supposed to be a big city, urban-type sport? And here we are, Scott Drew and his staff recruiting that kind of talent. That's just unbelievable. All right, all right. Take a peek over at your old stomping grounds, by the way, at uh, MCC. There's a player over there from my hometown, Kaufman, that was a football player at SMU, and he's now seems to be like one of the top scorers for MCC. I think his name's Dalen Dickerson, and yes, I've been one very to, good. I loved I loved to go out to MCC and uh, okay, uh, Coach Gill and all that group out there. My old one of my old players, Carlos Briggs, is an assistant out there. So uh, <laughs> yeah, it's fun. And I'll go. I didn't okay. realize he was from Kaufman. I'll watch him a little yeah. closer. All you famous people from Kaufman, I like to know them. I'll go introduce myself. Yeah, it's a Metroplex <laughs> location with the country yeah. charm. All right. You got that's it, our, man. That's our You're the, pre- you're the president sticker. of the Chamber of Commerce for Kaufman, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, one of the former <laughs> Baylor players used to actually be the Chamber of Commerce manager in Kaufman, Roy Nash, who played oh, sure. for the Bears in the late yeah. 60s. He was at Kaufman circa 19. 19- 71 or something like that, 72, like right out of school. And he was the chamber manager there in Kaufman, Texas, before be moving back to Waco. You're telling me something I didn't know. But, Matt, oh, yeah. always good to visit with you and Aaron. Take care, and I'll see you at the uh, Foster Pavilion. I'll uh, be vibrating from all that uh, bass from those woofers. <laughs> 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 just thought I'd get that in. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Thanks, Coach. There he goes. Bye-bye. Uh, bye-bye. Uh, Jim Haller. <laughs> the Wolfers. Perhaps the uh, sound system. Uh, Jim's still kind of getting used to that after all those years at the Farrell Center. Of course, he was at the HOT. Not even sure we had a sound system over there. I think they just brought a boom box out there and uh and that's how they did it all right aaron we have reached and we've had some fun guests pete and jim back to back my gosh we may need to share some of that in the five o'clock hour they were so good um let's get into some campus confidential uh lots of stuff going on uh and aaron i saw where people are thinking kirby smart was up to something did kirby know something about nick saban Campus Confidential is next. Baylor Women's Basketball on 104.9 FM with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman. The Baylor women back in action Saturday in Foster Pavilion hosting UCF in Big 12 play. 1.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 2 p.m. tip-off Saturday on 104.9 FM. Tune into Baylor Women's Basketball on 104.9 FM. Whether it's a problem with your debit card or just a simple question, things always seem to come up when your bank is closed. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, 
you have access to a real, live, local person who can resolve issues and answer questions from 6 to 8.30 every morning or from 5 to 10 o'clock every evening. Bank different, bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. At NeighborWorks Waco, we understand that buying a home can feel overwhelming, but our dedicated team of experts is here to guide you through the entire process, making it as stress-free as possible. We offer FHA, VA, conventional, and USDA home mortgage products. If you need that additional assistance to help you get into a home, we offer down payment and closing cost assistance. Visit us today at nw-waco.org or call 254-752-1647 and let us help you make home ownership a reality. Save big on your next pre-owned car or truck at Richard Carr. Well-qualified buyers can get a pre-owned 2021 Nissan Versa for $196 a month or a pre-owned 2021 Buick Encore for $286 a month or a pre-owned 2018 Chevy Silverado for $360 a month. 100 thoroughly inspected pre-owned vehicles are on the lot and priced to sell. 100% approval is always our goal. Call, log on, or get here now for the New Year New Ride pre-owned savings event at Richard Carr. At Richard Carr, we give you more. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. An exceptional experience and extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. Craig Cherry, Ryan Johnson, Mark Sigmund, and Scott James are trial lawyers with 100 plus years of combined experience specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. They have unmatched credentials, real-world experiences, and a passion to serve your legal needs. The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients, due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. Morrison's Gifts would like to thank all of their friends, family, and extended family, their customers, for another amazing year. They would also like to extend a special thanks to Eminem Broadcasters, ESPN Central Texas, and Shooter FM for helping grow their business through the uncertainty of the pandemic and recent economic concerns. Morrison's Gifts would especially like to thank the community for shopping local. Morrison's is a proud Baylor alumni-owned business serving gift-giving needs of Central Texas. Go see our friends at Morrison's Gifts on the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Mills, close to Jason's Delhi. Hey, Central Texas, it's Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. Next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or a staycation, remember Element Waco Hotel. Element Waco Hotel offers its guests superb combination of luxury and comfort. Rooms are big and spotless and feature an upscale, modern look and feel. Also have the suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming game. These suites include full-size kitchens and two TVs. Meeting spaces for birthday parties and small events are also available. The Circa Kitchen serves fresh chef-inspired cuisine made with locally sourced ingredients. The bar is a great place to enjoy craft cocktails, local beer, and organic wine. Open to the public seven days a week, 5 to 10, and the beautiful heated outdoor pool and hot tub. The location is hard to beat. 2200 North Robinson Drive, just off the famous Waco traffic circle. It's time to enjoy the best. Element Waco Hotel. Campus Confidential is sponsored by Jim Turner Chevrolet. 
Jim Turner Chevrolet is just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and they will treat you like family. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Well, it is uh, Matt Mosley, and uh, boy, it's been a rollicking 4 o'clock hour. Pete Souza noted, what Jim call him, Aaron? Like one of the top young rising stars of ESPN? Yeah. I thought Jim for a second was talking about me, Aaron, but I think I, I was hoping. I think he was talking about Pete Souza, who used to have long hair. I've seen some pictures of Pete. Boy, Pete's got that thing now. Very close cropped, very nice haircut, pays a lot of money for it, goes to a local stylist. And then we went to Jim Howler, a man who, uh, a man for all seasons, and uh, uh, just a, a frequent listener of the show. And you hear him a lot with J Mo and you, Aaron, but I'm always kind of watching. And if I can get about it, if I can, if I can notice John hadn't had him on for a couple of weeks, I'll try to jump in like a counter, you know, try to. See if I can get Jim, because I want to be respectful for uh, John's program. Now I can't. Jerry Hill, I, I've been banned. That, that is a permanent. That is a permanent JMO guest. And even though <laughs> yes. Jerry and I are very close, <laughs> we uh, we have been banned from talking to each other. Who else is on that list? Ricky. Ricky, yeah. Uh, Ricky's a. Ricky is a good buddy of mine, and one time I jumped in there on Ricky, and I, w- I ha- got my hand slapped a little you bit. You don't want to get That's dressed okay. down by J-Mo. He does it in the no. nicest way. You should see it. The text does. is always like, hey, Matt, uh, is this just a one-off? It's never like a, like I would handle it. Like, what the what the heck did you just Stealing do? our guess, Aaron. So, no, no, he handles it, it as, as J-Mo would. Like, Matt, was that just a one-off yesterday? Kind of like, you know. Matt, you, you ever do know we have again? him on every week, right? <laughs> That's, right. <laughs> That's right. Matt, did you not know that was our every Thursday guest? Uh, I should have known. I should have known. Okay, it is uh, the Mosley Show, and it is Campus Confidential. Jim Turner Chevrolet. Whoa, that Chevy house out there in McGregor. That is a neat place. They're out there launching rockets right down the street from them. But that's just everybody's driving out there. They love those trucks on that lot. Derek out there moving cars today. Of course, Clay Lassiter, who closes a lot of those deals from a financial perspective, is a huge listener of our show, and so appreciate Clay. He's a relative of some of the people up at at, uh, M&M Broadcasting, Aaron. Clay and uh, Terry are cousins. All right, so the Tacker, Tacker's got connections everywhere. Um... Let's let's do some campus confidential. What's on your mind, Aaron? Well, it looks like there's a new record for college athletics eligibility. Nine seasons. Miami tight end Cam McCormick confirmed today that he will be returning to play for the Hurricanes football team in 2024, which will be his ninth season of college football. McCormick began his career at Oregon in 2016, missed significant parts of four different seasons due to injury plus the COVID year of 2020 has allowed him to petition for an unprecedented ninth year of eligibility to the NCAA. It's actually a pr- really great story about resilience. He was originally a three-star prospect out of Oregon in the same class as Justin Herbert and Jalen Hurts in 2016. He broke his leg. as a, He redshirted as a true freshman, 
played 13 games as a reserve in 2017, then came a string of injuries. Broken leg in 2018, then complications cost him both the 2019 and 2020 season, followed by a foot injury two weeks into the 2021 season. He was finally able to get healthy and play most, almost all of last year for the Hurricanes. You know, that's just that, that's just kind of crazy because I thought Aaron, we we thought seven was as cra- as, as yes. crazy as it was, and uh, that guy that'll be starting for Oklahoma State, the quarterback, was a seventh year player. Sanders was trying to get one. Um, uh, Tua's younger brother at Maryland just got denied a, I don't know if it's a sixth, sixth or seventh yeah. year. Yeah, his sixth year. But, yeah, nine, nine's pretty ridiculous. Now, Gary, our old buddy Gary, who will be at BYU, Gary Bohannon, I think this is seven. Is this a seventh-year deal or a six-year deal? Pretty sure that's seven for him. Wow. I'm telling you. I would have, I mean, I could root against him, of course, if he was playing Baylor. But it would not be easy. I, I love that guy. Oh, I mean, I'm telling you, you, I'm a big, I'm a Gary guy. Aaron, I had one for you sure. real quick. I just, the, the uh, Big 12 sent out a note. And um, I, a couple of uh, uh, a couple of these uh, men's basketball notes, nuggets. And a lot of times I just kind of get this stuff and just go, ah, whatever. But. I, I thought this was, uh, I thought it was kind of interesting. Twelve of twenty-eight conference games, forty-two point nine percent. This just came out, so forty-three percent have been decided by five or fewer points. That's forty-three percent. It's a pretty good number of games. It's twenty-eight conference games. The highest percentage, Aaron, of the six major leagues. All right, the margin of victory. In the 28 conference games is 10.5 points. I think that's pretty interesting. And then one other thing, Aaron, according to ESPN's power index, all 14 Big 12 teams are among the top 17 in remaining strength of schedule just because of where they are. Now, of course, West Virginia did beat Texas, but they're bad. Let's see. The teams that really don't have a shot to do anything are Oklahoma State, West Virginia, that's about it. Boy, UCF keeps keeps shocking everybody. They beat Texas and made them so mad with those those horns down. So, really, Aaron, I, I, you, know, you may think of another one. I think there are only two kind of, you know, teams that are basically going to combine. I mean, maybe each of them will win three games the whole year, right? West Virginia and Oklahoma State. Everybody else is pretty good. Am I forgetting anybody, Aaron? Does that sound right to you? No, I think that's right. Because you, we were putting UCF in there before the season, but well, they beat Kansas. I don't know how big victory over Texas will look at the end of the season, but there's no way that the win over Kansas is going to look anything but great when it comes to yeah. them trying to get in the postseason. Aaron, you know how on the men's side there have been some road – wins mm-hmm. um, lately, especially what UCF did last night in Austin. On the women's side, the home teams are 17-1 and one <laughs> in the last 18 Big 12 games with West Virginia's um, 
Victory at UCF, the only road win in that span. Home teams are now, uh, I don't know. Well, it doesn't, doesn't, that stat doesn't make any sense, so I won't say it. But uh, just some interesting little nuggets, Aaron, that I gleaned. Oh, and by the way, uh, Iowa State's Audie Crooks voted Big 12 Player of the Week. Of course, she was, uh, she put it on the Bears um, with 23 points, and she averaged 22.5 points, 8.5 rebounds, and shot 58% from the floor as the Cyclones picked up two ranked wins. What else do you have, sir? We talked yesterday about the problems Alabama's having since Nick Saban's retirement in retaining players with lots of players either decommitting, hitting the transfer portal, or opting for the NFL. Another team that lost their head coach is having similar problems. Arizona, where Jed Fish took the Washington job, replacing Kalen DeBoer, who took the Alabama job, replacing Nick Saban. Had nine players enter the transfer portal today, including leading rusher Jonah Coleman, who had 871 yards and five touchdowns last season. Cornerback Ephesians Prysock, who had 61 tackles and an interception. Tight ends Kenyon Burnett and Dorian Thompson. And offensive lineman Raymond Polito, who started six games this season. The Arizona players were allowed to enter their names in the database despite the transfer portal window being closed because their head coach left for another job. Wow. Aaron, the the name of that one player, does he not belong at Baylor? Ephesians? Ephesians, absolutely. I mean, he should already be at Baylor. I don't know how he ever got to Arizona. That's public school. Well, that's a team you've talked about that was – before the coaching change was looking like they were going to come Ooh. into the Big 12 as the preseason favorites to win it. Obviously not now. If I'm Baylor, I just take all those players. I say, <laughs> <Right>. hey, <laughs> we'll take all you guys. They did pretty good for you in the Pac-12. Yeah, yeah. That's a good That's a good group, and that's a great name, Ephesians. Aaron, if you could – if you were going to name a child or you, you were able to, you've got nieces and nephews, and they ask you, which book of the Bible would you go with? Is there anybody? Would you, would you maybe go with uh, Probably not. Nehemiah? I guess the most popular is Jonah, right? But then you've got Mark, and, of course, I was named after two Gospels. My real name is John Matthew. What would you go with? Is there any Old Testament name that you like? Aaron? I'm more I'm more of a New Testament guy. I would go with Matthew. It's my favorite book of the Bible. I like that Aaron shares that Matthew is his favorite uh, book. Always had you pegged as a revelation. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, I like this one. This was uh, uh, <laughs> this was. I don't know if this was uh, but, you know uh, happening in Washington today. I guess it probably was. This was a Democrat from uh, Massachusetts. Uh, Mass- Massachusetts. I can see. Shoot. Okay. Representative Lori Trahan um, asked UCLA quarterback Chase Griffin, said, which group of – this is from the era, the uh, be careful what you ask question. She said um, – I'm sure the kid was testifying or whatever. Um, just – I say testifying, but you know what I'm saying, probably just appearing before to advocate for college athletes. They said the representative 
um, from the Boston area said, which group of people do athletes trust the least regarding, you know, she's trying to talk about NIL issues. Without missing a beat, Griffin, the quarterback from UCLA, responded, Congress. <laughs> Smart guy. I, but, I mean, he's, he's sitting there talking to a congresswoman. That's hilarious. <laughs> that, was, that was his response. All right, sir, do you have another one? A couple of milestones in college basketball, one in women's, right. one in men's. On the women's side, Iowa guard Caitlin Clark moved into fourth place on the NCAA women's basketball career scoring list on Tuesday. She passed former Baylor great Brittany Griner. She is also, uh, as the, uh, yeah, she passed Brittany Griner for number four mm-hmm. on the all-time scoring list as the number two Hawkeyes won their 15th game in a row. And on the men's side, John Calipari got his 400th win last night as Kentucky rolled Mississippi State 92-77. Yeah, that game was on ESPN. That was a 6 o'clock start on that game, as I recall. But uh, you know what he didn't win, Aaron? V.J. Hedgecomb. (laughs) (laughs) He lost out on that deal. I was seeing Aaron making sure there was not any any last-minute college... uh, um, let's see. Oh, Aaron, you'll love this one. This is this is from the the head scratcher of the day, and this involves a former college coach, so it kind of belongs in campus confidential. The Chargers completed an interview with David Shaw for their head coaching job. They're now in compliance with the Rooney Rule, and the Rooney Rule is that you have to. Um, you have to interview at least one minority coach. And I, I think it's the Rooney rule is actually, it would be an, an African-American coach um, is, I think, the rule on that. But uh, Aaron David Shaw gets interviewed. I mean, the guy's just completely flatlined at Stanford, either got fired or resigned, and now the Chargers are looking at him for that. And... Uh, uh, and by the way, Cliff Kingsbury, more news coming in. Uh, and I, he's so closely connected to college, I thought we could do this one too. Is expected to uh, interview for the Chicago Bears offensive coordinator job. Um, and obviously, the quarterback that he's been with, Caleb Williams, is expected to receive strong consideration to become the Bears' number one overall pick. All right. So that'll be interesting. Aaron, see, I'm going to send you this picture of Kingsbury. He looks, he looks really different to me. Um, I, don't know, I don't know if he's just finally put on a little weight or what, but this, is, this looks like a completely different Cliff Kingsbury than I remember. All right, Aaron, did you have one last one, or do we need to go? Uh, we got time. The ACC filed an amendment complaint, amended complaint in North Carolina Superior Court Tuesday seeking damages from Florida State for, quote, serial breaches of critical legal promises and obligations and questioned FSU's right to have leadership in ACC positions as the war between Florida State and their conference heats up in the courtroom with Florida State obviously looking for ways out of the ACC and the grant of rights agreement keeping them in the ACC. You know, 
<clears throat> How does this end? Well, first of all, a lot of rich lawyers. This ends with a crazy amount of legal work and billable hours. And when a school wants out this badly and this publicly, it will happen. There'll be a settlement, and they ought to bring in Brett Yormark to facilitate some type of departure. Now, the big question becomes, do they go alone or does Clemson go with them? You know, I I find that one kind of funny, Aaron, that I feel like there are a couple of other ACC teams letting Florida State do all the legwork, all the fighting, all the legal work. And I would feel a little bit bad for SMU having paid its way into a conference if Clemson and Florida State and, let's say, UNC and maybe one other, Virginia, whoever it is, leave. That's, 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 that's kind of uncool. Like, I would, if I were the ACC, I would try to reward SMU somehow and go, you know what, you guys took a leap of faith. This is not the conference you guys thought you were joining Here's some more revenue. Here's the revenue that would have gone to some of these other schools. Will they do that? Probably not. But that just kind of rings true with me. Aaron, one more. All right. It is the Matt Mosley Show. We're moving on ahead. We may have, oh, man, we've had such great guests today. Pete Souza was good earlier today. May hear a little bit from Pete as we get into the 5 o'clock hour. But right now, I want to hear a little bit more of Mike McCarthy's end-of-the-year news conference, and we'll listen to Mike, and we'll react to it next. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at CentexSportsFan.com. Hey folks, Gary Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. 2024 is here, and it couldn't be a better time to purchase your next new Chevrolet. For an example, Silverado is as much as $10,000 off. Traverses, $5,000 off. And the all-new Equinox, $3,000 off. And we also have the largest selection of new and pre-owned inventory folks that we've seen in years. And we don't play any of the games or gimmicks, just honesty and transparency. So give us a call, 840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember, folks, we're only a heartbeat away at McGregor. We'll treat you like family. Find new roads. Don't miss the premier gun show in Waco at the base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. Over 600 tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Everything you can imagine. Whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or military collection, they have what you're looking for. Visit their website, wacogunshow.com, or call 817-732-1194. The premier gun show in Waco at the base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. Elevate your lifestyle with a Baylor Club membership. Enjoy unparalleled access to our exclusive lounge area located in the heart of McLean Stadium. Membership with Baylor Club means you're part of a vibrant community where networking and forging lasting connections is as easy as a smile and a handshake. Indulge in members-only events and personalized service that caters to your every need to make every day extraordinary. Contact the Baylor Club membership or private events team at 254 710 
At NeighborWorks Waco, we understand that buying a home can feel overwhelming, but our dedicated team of experts is here to guide you through the entire process, making it as stress-free as possible. We offer FHA, VA, conventional, and USDA home mortgage products. If you need that additional assistance to help you get into a home, we offer down payment and closing cost assistance. Visit us today at nw-waco.org or call 254-752-1647 and let us help you make home ownership a reality. ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Okay, everyone, check this out from D'Amori Fine Jewelers in Waco. D'Amori Fine Jewelers now has their own diamond growing machine right here in their own super lab. Yes, you've always been able to get a better premier diamond for the best price at D'Amori Fine Jewelers, but now they have their own growing chamber. Yes, they still have Earthmine Diamonds and a great selection of those too, but now if you're in the market for a lab-grown diamond, this is a game changer because you can now get them directly from the source. No middleman markup and only the very best high color, high clarity, and high transparency material. So you can get an incredibly beautiful diamond at an amazingly low price. Come by D'Amori Fine Jewelers on Waco Drive just past New Road and talk about your dream diamond that will become a reality. D'Amori Fine Jewelers at D'AmoriFineJewelers.com. Total Office Solutions is one of the largest locally owned and operated commercial furniture dealers in Central Texas. Their staff of consultants provide project management, layout design, and turnkey installations. Whether you need chairs, desk, or complete furniture renovation, Total Office Solutions is your provider of all steel, Han, JSI, and Gunlock furniture. Total Office Solutions, where customer service and satisfaction is their number one goal. 216 Schroeder Drive in Waco and at MyTotalOffice.com. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Coriel Health, Element Waco Hotel, Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Witt Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is uh, Matt Mosley of the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. We'll get into some college football, uh, pro football, a little bit of everything. Uh, Pete Souza will be along here in a little bit. Really good, fun guy. I thought Jim Howler, I mean, he's always great, but, man, he's just, he just, you talk about a guy who just gets better with age and just still doesn't have much age on him. I don't, I don't have any clue how old he is, but, man, it is, he just comes off as an extremely young guy. I do know he was the head coach at Baylor back in the 1970s, so I don't think he's my age, but he is a uh, young and energetic and a great guy. Uh, Aaron, let's, um, 
let's listen to a little bit Mike McCarthy. And how would I explain Mike today? Mike, this was his his end-of-the-year address, and it was kind of a news conference that, hey, okay, he's going to get to continue as the head coach. So there were some uncomfortable questions about his future. There were tough questions. There, you know, I think everybody asked appropriate questions. I thought Mike probably in the back of his mind was thinking, God dang, I won all these games, and I'm up here, you know, acting like it's a shocker that I'm back. But, hey, that's it, man. That's where you're coaching. you got to be ready for that. Um, let's listen in on some of Mike's news conference, and then we'll react as we go to some of his statements. Calvin Watkins, the Dallas Morning News. How difficult were those exit meetings with your players? Um, I'll tell you, they're, they're, they're amazing men because um, the, thing, the thing that just always blows me away is um, just, just how strong they are, you know. Um, just, you know, the, the, the discipline and their emotion and the ability to express, and I think part of that too is, you know, you start, you, and, and every day is different, you know, because Monday's the veterans. So those conversations are more in-depth, deeper, um, a lot of brutal honesty there. Um, so, and, and, and they they do a good job of, of giving me plenty to think about and, 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 and to look at. And then you have the you know the mid group, you know the mid guys, you know years you know three four, and you know and then there's a little more there, and then there's you know a little more. This is what I need from you moving forward and so forth. And then then the last groups, the you know first year players and free agents and so forth. And it's more, you know. Um, Taking some of the things you had in days one and two and, and applying it to the to the conversation. So, um, you know, I, I I started doing it back in 06. I, I don't even recall why, but I, I, every time I do it, it's it's a grind, but uh, it's it's so productive. And but there's a there's a lot of strength and confirmation that comes from those conversations, and uh, and I applaud our men for that. When you talk with your assistants about. Who you want to bring back and those kinds of things? When have you start that process? Yeah, we'll start that uh, probably end of next week. Um, you know, some of those conversations will be you know preliminary uh, right now. Um, so, you know, we're just you know we're just kind of moving forward in that, in that direction. Obviously, this is the time of year uh, when you know there are other opportunities, and so you know we'll, we'll work through that. I mean, the obvious is you know Dan Quinn's situation. So, uh, we'll just can continue to work through that on a day to day basis. Yeah. Edward or ESPN, Mike, to what extent in your uh, meeting with Jerry did you have to make a case or an argument for him to continue forward with you versus him recognizing the value after your four years of partnership? Uh, I, I wouldn't view the, 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 the conversation that way. Um, I think clearly, you know, it started off with the, you know, peeling back the layers of, of what went wrong and, and the disappointment. Um, and, and then, um, and, you know, then, and frankly, uh, it got to where Jerry and I are one-on-one. And frankly, you know, the best meetings I have is with Jerry's one-on-one. I can't uh, – they're super productive. I mean, he's, 
He's an he's he's a he's an awesome boss, but he's even a you know he's even a better leader because I mean he asks all the hard direct questions which I which I love and appreciate because you get to a, a depth in you get into conversations that uh, that go in, in different directions, but there's always there's always so much that comes out of it. Um, so and I'm just trying to go back through the conversation to answer your question. So um, yeah, so I mean we we talked about everything you know the right the wrong. Um, the indifferent, uh, what you know, what we need to build off of, um, you know, and so yeah, we, I, I don't know if there's much we didn't talk about as far as topics, you know, that apply to the football, the football operation. So, um, yeah, so I, I, it's a, it's a conversation, hard conversation, you know, definitely uh, throughout a number of points there, uh, but it was. Um, they're, they're, they're conversations that I personally always look forward to because I've never walked out of a one-on-one -on -one, uh, with Jerry where I didn't think I was better, you know, one way or the other. You know, now, and that's uh, Mike McCarthy talking after the season. Jerry's going to ask him to coach for his job. Jerry, I think we'll try to sell the public on that being a major motivator Listen, it, maybe it is, maybe it's not. He's making five or six million a year to coach this team. Most people can't relate. The one thing people can relate to is they have bosses who are on a month to month, and oh, you didn't produce, and oh man, I want to. I mean, my gosh, most of us have dealt with something like that. All right, but but most of us aren't making six million to coach. Uh, so I don't think fans or anybody feel bad. I know why he's asked about this. Now, to be a fly on the wall in a three-hour conversation with Jerry, first of all, you know that thing was walking all over the place. And Jerry was telling stories about his father owning some grocery store back in Arkansas. There were a lot of things happening in that conversation. I would ma imagine that Jerry was doing most of the talking. Were there moments where Jerry got after Mike a little bit? or And was there in that three-hour conversation a time when Mike pleaded, pled for his job? I don't know. I don't know. I would think that Mike went in there with some notes and needed to kind of say, here's some things we might do. Here's some changes we might make. But, boy, today's news conference was not long on detail. It was more of just conveying a, an anger, a numbness, a I, – I, I think Mike just didn't want to be there. And, and truth be known, didn't really feel like he should have had to be there and, and thinks that it should have almost been a no-brainer to extend him. I think fans, Jerry, everybody know that that's false. I mean, you can't. It's great to win all these games. But to flatline two straight years and have your quarterback fall on his face in the divisional round one year and the wild card round another, and, and I and – I, the more I think about it, the more I think, Aaron, the Green Bay thing is just unreal. 
Like I at first I thought, well, we're just in the moment. I, surely there have been more humiliating losses. Not a lot. I might think of a, a couple, but as far as postseason goes, I mean, at least they lost to like a team people thought was great in San Francisco last couple of seasons. Before that, they they got they got shellacked by a nine and eight team with a first year starting quarterback and a bunch of second year and rookie wide receivers and tight ends shellacked at home. All right, Aaron, let's continue. Mike McCarthy gets his say after last night's news that he's keeping his job. Starting Dan Quinn, if he doesn't get a head coaching job somewhere else, is the assumption that you bring him back here? Uh, Dan, I mean, Dan's a, a highly valued, you know, member of our coaching staff. So, but you know, we'll, you know, this, we'll go through the process here. Jane. I ask this question as respectfully as possible, Coach, but I've heard you talk about why fans should buy back into this team. Why should they buy back into you? And then as a second part of that, I think talking to players, it was clear they wanted you back. But what's, what was some of their feedback for you moving forward? Their feedback for me? I'm not sure what you're asking. Maybe some feedback in those evaluations. Well, I mean, the, feed, the feedback's on every topic, every category that I talked about. So um, I think it's... The confirmation of um, you know how we how we operate here. I mean, there's you know there's there's training, uh, there's expectation, there's you know the development physically, the development mentally, and the development emotionally. In the emotional realm, you're always chasing you know, because of the different you know maturity levels and different backgrounds that, that that come into your into your culture each and every year. It's you know that's that's definitely the the arena um, that's the most challenging and. and and definitely is, is something that you know we'll continue to focus on, and, and, and definitely need to learn from this past experience. And why should fans buy back in to you as the head coach of this team? Yeah, because I I, I believe that uh, the the direction, you know, the leadership, um, everything is in place, and um, I'm not very comfortable talking about myself. But I came here to win a championship. I didn't come here to get another contract or um, anything other than that. Um, I came to Dallas to win the world championship, and that's why I'm standing here and. Um, Buy into us. <laughs> now, that's the big moment. That's the one getting the headline, by the way. <laughs> Just those words. Buy into us. Buy into us. That That is his. He was asked to, you know, address fans. I, a lot of times I don't love those questions like, what would you say to the fan? Well, Whatever. I mean, just ask him questions. You're not – I know we're the voice of the fan sometimes or we're a conduit, but we don't – our job is not to, like, be up there. What do you want to tell the fans? Like, to me, those are always, like, real TV-type questions. Um, no offense to my TV buddies, but it's just – it's a weird – it's a weird thing to ask, like, to be that into, you know, whatever. But that was interesting what he – you know, because it almost at that point it was like he was at his first press conference. Still, I came here to win a world championship. You know, I didn't come here and now buy into us. I again on the surface, I'm okay because he's showing a little emotion and he's and he's and he's he's trying to put himself out there a little bit. So. I will not just slap him around for that because I, I, 
a lot of times with coaches, we're like, he's got no emotion. Oh, I don't like the way he sounds. Oh, I mean, Wade was boring. This guy was boring. Jason was boring. Okay, well, that was that was the moment of the press conference. Buy into us. Now, I thought the weakest moment was when he said, uh, and we played this for our listeners a little bit earlier today, when he said, we, we have a championship program, just not a wo- world championship program. <laughs> like, like, that's comedy. Like, you're not, at that point, you're, you're, you're looking for laughs. And, boy, he was not. He, that was a straight up. He was trying to be very upfront. And I, I, I was not out there this morning for this. But I, I, I mean, I, I think I would have, I would have at least smiled. I don't think I would have laughed. I would have been professional about it. But that, that would have, uh, that, that's a weird thing to say, given the context of what just happened, and how embarrassing a loss that was. Because that, believe me, the more I think about it, the more I say, that's. That's right up there with with maybe the most embarrassing loss in franchise history. I mean, because I don't think you can be embarrassed in the Super Bowl. I mean, once you get to the Super Bowl, you got there. Now, again, I, I think what happened to Atlanta in the Super Bowl a few years ago was embarrassing because they forfeited a huge lead. But, I mean, those those five Super Bowl wins – and then all the other times they went and didn't get it against the Steelers and all, I, it's hard to be embarrassed when you make it to the biggest stage. To me, you better flop in a huge way to get embarrassed in the Super Bowl. But what they did the other day was embarrassing. 12-win team, 16 games at home, and they got wiped out. The final score is 48-32. It might, have been, it might as well have been 48 to nothing. The game was over. Halfway through the second quarter, and when it was 27 nothing, the game was entirely over. The game was entirely over. Let's play just a tiny bit more, Aaron. Scott. Scott Ritz with the AP. How was the exit interview with that? That was um, productive. You know, I, I thought that, um, you know, you know, we talked about a, a range of things, um, and you know, I, I think just the biggest thing, you know, with Dak, uh, you know, because we spent so much time together, so it's not like it's we had to have go have a big conversation. It's it was more of a continuation of uh, of a conversation on a number of different topics. Topics, but you know, I you know, I, I, I have unbelievable belief in Dak. I, th- I think he clearly has another step. Uh, I think this offense is has suited him well. I think the things that we were able to improve on, um, you know, it's a system built around making the quarterback successful. Um, so, you know, the growth opportunity that we both see for the future is, you know, was was something that we are excited about. Um, but the big part of the conversation was the disappointment, you know, and we talked about the particulars of the game and, you know, some of the things that went, that went wrong and, and, and how we can improve it on it. As part of that growth opportunity year two as, as the and you know there it was, there it was, and and man, just that that part of it there, even the, the Dak, you just know that until Dak breaks through and 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 leads you to the next level, he and Mike are just sort of connected. You thought Dak would be fine. I never thought Dak would be out. 
there I thought there was a decent chance they could have moved off of McCarthy. Now they're going to run it back, and they'll only make little cosmetic changes. Oh, we're going to bring in this guy. Oh, we're going to. And again, I, these people have families and are and are very important in life, but in the whole scheme of things, in in terms of the the organization, some of the changes they will make will not mean much to the fans. All right, we talked to, uh, oh man, Pete Souza, who just is uh, lots of energy, lots of uh, interesting stuff to share, and he's been calling a lot of these Big Twelve games. Let's visit with Pete. Let's do it next. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Hey, folks, Gary Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. 2024 is here, and it couldn't be a better time to purchase your next new Chevrolet. For an example,